So, Caitlin, who are we canceling today? Hmm. Maybe Twitter, but once and for all, possibly. Oh, please, Lord. I would love, love, love to be done and off that terrible platform forever. <laughs> Let's just say bluer skies are on the horizon. Hey, everyone. I'm Caitlin Burns. <laughs> and I'm Oliver Ash Klein. And you're listening to Cancel Me Daddy. The show where we take a closer look at all of the panic round cancel culture with thoughtful analysis and verbal shitposting. So, Kate. Yes. I am taking an improv class right now. Ooh, that's exciting. It's complicated because I'm very autistic and I thought that it would be good to kind of get me out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Um, But a couple things I'm finding not only am I, you know, trying to figure out how to respond, but I'm trying to figure out the social situation that's being built around me and how Mm -hmm. to navigate that. And so it's actually very complicated for my brain, but it's it's uh, it's a good challenge. Oh, good. Um, and I think one thing that's holding me back a little bit is like, I'm a little bit, um, stressed or anxious around being like the trans spectacle in front of a bunch of cis people. There are other trans people Mm. in my class, but there's, there's definitely like a, like, I'm non-monogamous and kinky and kind of a cat boy. And, (laughs) and I just have a lot of like, for, for some of the games we play, I like feel myself like censoring myself or being worried about that and so not being like engaged and present in the moment yeah and i think i just need to like let myself be a weirdo and say fuck it who cares what these people think you know i mean historically like the weirdos are funny so that should fit right in on improv right i mean theoretically (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i don't want people like laughing at how weird i am right yeah you want them laughing along with you (laughs) Yeah, I think it's I think it's good for me. It's a lot though, so I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'll I'll try. I guess being weirder next class and and uh, <laughs> let you know how it goes. Well, that's um, awesome. Keep us updated on that. Yeah, and I'm really excited about this episode. We're going to be talking about a new Twitter alternative that's looking promising, maybe a little less toxic, a little more fun so far. Knock on wood. Let's hope that doesn't change. So let's get to it. Today, we're so excited to have Morgan Sung on the podcast. She is a senior writer at TechCrunch, an explainer of things on the internet, and a foster milf for cats. Morgan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I love the foster milk for cats. (laughs) So are you going to be a failed foster milk at some point and break down and adopt a cat? Because that's what I did. Well, I um, actually already did fail. I have a foster fail. (laughs) She was my first ever foster kitten, and she really bonded with the adult cat I had already adopted and thought that my adult cat, Guppy, who is like a neutered male was her mother. Like she would follow him around trying to nurse off of him all the time. So I was like, well, I have to keep her now. And now I can, now I'm like, I have two cats. I cannot have more permanent cats. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so we wanted to bring you on to talk about um, Blue Sky. You wrote a really um, important and interesting article on it recently. 
And I guess to get started, you know, Blue Sky as an alternative to Twitter, like what can you kind of give us an overview of like what it is and kind of what what you're seeing, things like that? Yeah, for sure. So Blue Sky apparently has been in the works for two years now. It's backed by Jack Dorsey and looks almost identical to Twitter, minus a few features like you can't send DMs yet. But like your feed, the way you post, which people call skeets because it's sky. Um, but the way you skeet, you know, like you Love can <laughs> quote skeet someone and it looks almost identical to Twitter. And right now it's still in like the beta invite only mode. So it's a pretty small user base. I think they updated it today and said it was like 60,000 users, which is nothing compared to Twitter. But the mm-hmm. vibe there already is so much better and less hostile than Twitter has been in the last four years. Yeah. I recently got an invite to blue sky and it's like, uh, the way I've been describing it to people is it reminds me of like my earliest days on trans Twitter, which like hit its peak in like late 2015, 2016, before like Trump took office, um, where, you know, most of the people that are that I'm seeing are like telling jokes rather than like taking part in a discourse. And I didn't realize how much I missed that. <laughs> Right. I've seen people be like, oh, it's like the first day of school when you're like seeing where your friends are or like um, someone said it's like early fandom Twitter or even like it's like when you take a walk with your cousins during Thanksgiving and you're like obviously smoking weed, but it's like that's your little break. You're like sneaking away to smoke weed with your cousins. And it's just like this really like wholesome kind of fun, chaotic little feral vibe. I can't wait for the alien abduction invite to come and take me <laughs> off of Twitter. Give me two weeks over. <laughs> into the vibe yeah. of Blue Sky. <laughs> um, and one of the things I was reading about is like there, you can choose algorithms or there are different algorithms when it, in it. Yeah. So that's one of their goals. Um, as okay. far as I know, I don't think they've, I think they're starting to roll that out. But instead of having one master algorithm controlling like what you see and who you see, you can kind of tailor your content. So there's, they're advertising this marketplace of algorithms where you can choose like, Oh, I want to see a lot of artists or I want to see a lot of sex workers. I want to see titties on the skyline. Like I, you can really customize your experience. I want to see titties on the skyline. That sounds great. (laughs) Who among us doesn't? (laughs) A lot of people are saying that this is like, going to be this could possibly become like a twitter replacement do you see it that way also in your like uh, view as as somebody who covers the internet for a living you know i feel like since elon musk took over twitter i've seen the rise and fall of so many sites claiming to be the next twitter um and none of them really captured what makes twitter so special which is the ability to you know, post memes and interact with strangers and have fun online. And I mean, there are other aspects too, like organizing, activism, all that. And none of the other sites really have achieved that um, sense of community. And Blue Sky, I think, is on track to do that. But I'm also really cautious to claim anything is the next Twitter because of how how much we've seen like sites rise and fall. But I will say, I think Blue Sky has come closest to capturing that sense of community. Your article talked a lot about how how much uh, culture and specifically internet culture has come out of Black Twitter, which you know I really felt as uh, sort of a reformed hardcore Twitter user <laughs> uh, in my day. And um, do you think that the the platform and the and the leaders on the platform um, are going to have sort of the wisdom or 
skill to sort of guide the the platform into being that space uh, for cultural generation? I think so. Um, from what I've seen so far, at least, like for that article, I talked to Aveda. She's a software engineer um, who made it her whole mission to bring in as many Black users into Blue Sky as possible because she was like, this is where the culture is. And she's, she was totally right. Um, and so just talking to her and hearing her experience of how the Blue Sky's Blue Sky devs have been giving her a lot of invites and really encouraging users to bring in a more diverse uh, user base with their invites, like, you know, they're monitoring invite trees. So if you're someone you invite acts out and gets banned, then your invites get taken away. The fact that they're incentivizing, like, don't be an asshole, don't don't like hate speech someone. I think the fact that they're incentivizing that does make me hopeful. Yeah, it is really interesting. Yeah, your your article touched on how Blue Sky got rid of a, a turf um, who was just like going on and harassing trans people, which is, you know, that shouldn't be refreshing, but somehow it is <laughs> um, because we live in hell. <laughs> right. It's like the bar is on the floor, but yeah. that was really nice to see. <laughs> I don't know if it's just my bubble on there because I'm a white trans person, but I see a lot of jokes about like the transsexuals running the What's Hot page. <laughs> Look, as a as a cis person, like getting sucked in, I'm like, wow, the trans shit posting uh, collective is very powerful. <laughs> Yay, we love we love collective trans uh, shit posting. <laughs> Very here for it. Um, do we have any insight into what Elon is thinking about this? Is, is he freaking out? Seeing Elon in the last like week or so react to Blue Sky is kind of like sad to see. He's gone from, you know, like cartoon supervillain to like this guy you kind of just feel bad for now yeah. because, you know, he's like, he won't stop subtweeting his ex or something like that kind of energy big divorce dad energy yeah <laughs> big divorce dad energy where he's like i'm so cool guys <laughs> i still have users here um even though i i have so many transphobes most of them are transphobes but i still have them <laughs> you know and i have seen people talk about like are questioning whether links to blue sky are being uh shadow banned on twitter and that we have seen that before where elon threw a fit over people promoting other social media sites on twitter and so i wouldn't be surprised to see that and yeah i think he's he just he's upset <laughs> for those of our listeners who might not be familiar like what differentiates this uh, uh, blue sky from places like spoutable or uh mastodon which is another one that i heard um or uh, what was it? Post.social, I think it was, that I set up an account on. Uh, I'm losing track of all these places. I honestly say it's my job. Yeah, I've used most of those sites, and none of them spent as much time on any of them as I have on Blue Sky in like the last two days since I got access. Can you like sort of explain the differences between them and like maybe help me figure out why I'm enjoying it so much? <laughs> yeah, I think it's two parts to this. The mm -hmm. first is that um, posting and especially feral posting is so encouraged. Um, I think it was the Blue Sky CEO who was like, uh, Jay, who said, you know, on Blue Sky, there everyone is a poster, not a lurker. And that's what makes the culture so fun. And you don't see that a lot on most social media sites. On most social media sites, most people are lurkers. And so I think there is a real incentive to engage in conversation and engage with people that you never would have engaged with in real life. And I think also like the staff running Blue Sky, they're also posters. Mm -hmm. You see like Blue Sky devs also joining in on memes. You see them kind of encouraging and fostering the sense of community. And then the second part I would say is um, the fact that they allow nudity, not only allow nudity, but also have really unique content moderation in place 
so that people can choose whether or not they want to see nudity. So on Twitter, you know, you can flag, you can flag your posts for sensitive content, mm-hmm. but on blue sky in your content moderation settings, you can say like, I want to see sexually explicit content. I want to see nudity. I want to see, you know, like not safe for work content, but then you can also choose like, Oh, I, I want it to appear on my, on my feed, but I want a warning first. And I think that alone makes it both safe for people who are sex workers or just want to post nudity and also people who don't really want to engage with that. Yeah, folks can kind of curate their own experience around that. And and it sounds like, you know, around other things as the um, different algorithms will roll out. So that's, that sounds like a, a good, you know, solution to some of the tensions that, that arise around that. But, you know, hopefully that continues to happen because we do see a lot of platforms kind of build their brand around being, oh, sex worker positive. And then as as things move along, um, reroute that, unfortunately. Right. And, you know, the sex workers I talk to are understandably really cautious of that, but mm-hmm. I, they seem pretty, um, among sex workers, like there seems to be a sense of optimism about Blue Sky that hasn't really existed for other social media platforms. What are your biggest concerns about it? So I would say right now there are only 60,000 users. The community itself is almost self-moderating, but when it does open up to the public, you know, you're Right now, there's incentive to keep the good vibe going because your in, your invite tree is trackable. But when it does open to the public, like what is controlling that? What who is going to monitor um, bad actors? Will it turn into Twitter again? Who knows? And um, I will say, over the weekend, they got twenty thousand more users, and th- the vibe does feel a little different. Um, maybe it's just my for you algorithm. Uh, or what's hot algorithm choosing to send me, show me less nudes for some reason. Um, (laughs) And less shit posts. But, you know, I do think that there's less of that chaotic energy. Um, And that's fine. I think I'm more worried about when it does open up to the public, like how the larger community will interact. Yeah, I was disappointed to see that Matt Iglesias was was on this news site. Um, and got a kick out of him not having a block button and him being kind of the first person that people piled on. I found that quite delightful. However, <laughs> I think we all need to make a pact to not pile on people um, so we don't repeat the same mistakes as Twitter and we don't give these folks uh, bigger platforms and more publicity. True. But also, I got a good laugh. Right. We do have a block button, a block button now, at least, so... They built it just for Matt. He really <laughs> needed him. it, apparently. I was going to say, I've already gotten into my ver- my first like blue sky beef. Kate, you have to set a good example. Uh, listen, I just wanted to do some soft bullying of Martin Shelley, okay? Like, uh, well, I can't stand that guy. That's, not, that's justified. <laughs> I think I don't want to say it's okay to bully people, but sometimes it's kind of funny when you bully someone who's generally disliked. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't quote skeet it. So I, you know, I wasn't spreading it at least. It was in his replies. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's talk about this use of skeet. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, you know, the, again, the shit posting collective got <laughs> 60,000 people uh, to unofficially refer to posting um, as skeeting. And, you know, making cum jokes over and over and over again. And, you know, who, granted, the CEO, Jay, I feel Jay Graber had tweeted, uh, not tweeted, Jay Graber had skeeted 
begging people not refer to posted skeets. And everyone was like, no, sorry, you're the CEO, but you're, you can't control this. They're skeets now. So are we going to on like cable news networks here, um, anchors and news announcers talk about skeeting and ejaculation. Um, I'm so excited for all the cum jokes (laughs) and just like, like people who wouldn't normally say skeet saying skeet is going to be delightful. Well, Jake Tapper already said skeet on CNN. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so, which I thought was really funny because he was one of the first victims of the the Blue Sky Pylons oh, when no. he joined. Everyone was like, you know, being like, oh, get out of here, Normie, like dropping Goatsy in his mentions. And then he said skeet in, on CNN and he, he flipped he flipped Blue Sky to his favor. Everyone oh enjoys, <laughs> enjoys him now. He's a poster, just like us. <laughs> and what was the elf thing going around last night? Because I missed that. Oh, I miss that too. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't keep up with the beams already. What the heck? <laughs> it is really funny too, like how quickly Blue Sky moves. Because mm-hmm. I remember I was bottle feeding my foster kittens and I stepped away for maybe like an hour. And I came back and they were circulating like another meme. They were talking about the health thread. And I was like, what the fuck is the hell thread? I like stepped away for an hour, but apparently that's like a massive thread that the devs can't really control. I asked about it and I got one reply to it and it was just a picture from Breaking Bad of Walter White, like handcuffed in the back of the car, like screaming. (laughs) I was like, okay, got it. (laughs) You don't, you don't want to be on that thread. You'll just get, you'll just have replies forever. (laughs) Just, you can't turn it off. I, feel so left out because I stepped away to, bo- to bottle feed these kittens. I came back and I was like, oh, I'm going to check out what this health thread is. And I tried to open it and it wouldn't let me open it because it like broke the site. And so I've just been locked out of the health thread. And I'm like, please let me in. I know I'll hate it, but I want to know what's going on. Oh, I mean, you're brave. You're brave. <laughs> Um, have there been, so I imagine that you've tried a number of some of these alternative social media sites to, to Twitter, Morgan, and I'm wondering if there are any others that you've been impressed with. Maybe they don't um, kind of replicate Twitter, but are kind of doing something else that's really interesting that folks might be interested in or might be a different social media platform that folks would be uh, wanting to use. Um, you know, I do feel like I've used a lot of them. I've gotten on, I tried Mastodon. Um, I tried Spoutable. I tried um, Post. And I, with each one, I just, I feel like I used it for a day and then kind of gave up um, mm. because it, it, I was, just wasn't motivated to scroll on it. And I think that's mm-hmm. what made Blue Sky really stand out to me was because they they aren't just like a flashy new alternative to Twitter. They are offering something that people do want to come back to. And so I think that's, that's, I'm pretty optimistic about that. Again, another thing that stands out to me about Blue Sky is how simple it is to use. If you just want to post silly jokes, you can just do that. I've almost like forgotten how to do that. I feel like, cause I, you know, I've spent the last couple of years getting like stalked by the worst people <sighs> on the internet. <laughs> God. I, yeah. I mean, it's, Posting on Twitter is just so miserable because even when you are posting a fun, like a hot take, if you're just posting like a picture of your cat or something, people will be like, um, actually that's really problematic because it doesn't align with my exact experience and I don't have a cat, you yeah. know? And so it's just Twitter just is not fun in that way anymore because there's just such like hostility on it. And I don't think it's hit blue sky yet. I don't know if it will hit blue sky, but for now it's, it's not there. Yeah. I, I worry about that, but I'm going to enjoy this while it lasts because it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> unexpectedly fun 
Yeah, I think it probably will to some extent. But, you know, we can we can choose to ignore some of it. We can choose to, you know, I think that a lot of Twitter, right, the way the algorithm works and the way we engage as people get, you know, triggered and do the um actually. And, you know, sometimes folks are are raising important points. And I think that there's kind of a, a mix between, okay, is this person like being reactive or is this person like pointing out something that that's valuable and maybe both of those at the same time? Or is this person being a troll? And like, I think that, you know, hopefully the algorithm options will help. And I think, um, you know, in addition to that, like, uh, like recognizing the ways that a lot of these algorithms work and choosing just like not to engage with with things that are activating our nervous systems, uh, if we if we can, right? I think that's also. I don't think that's unique to Twitter either. Like, I think Mm-mm. most social media algorithms incentivize engagement on any front, even if it's host- like hostile and, ag- and aggro. And you know, you see it on TikTok all the time. There's always like a TikTok main character who like did something probably a little fucked up, and then just got piled on for like four days straight. And it's just like, it's so hard to look away from and not engage in because it gets all your your adrenaline going. It feeds some like disease in your brain. Yeah. And then other people engage with it. And so you get more likes and more, you know, engagement as well. And so, yeah, the incentives are all about making main characters as opposed to like building community. And I think that like, when we're talking about like, Twitter and how terrible Twitter is, like, we also like often, and, you know, I think that in this conversation, um, we've definitely touched on it. But like, you know, a lot of community was built over Twitter, a lot of real relationships were formed over Twitter, you know, like Twitter, Twitter was fun once upon a time, I mean, there, there are upsides to it. And so it's like, how can we, you know, I, I really would be really excited about um, a platform that takes the the good of Twitter and doesn't replicate all of the bad. Yeah, I would say also, uh, sorry for jumping in, but um, this podcast wouldn't exist without Twitter because that's how Oliver and I first came to know each other or know of each other. And then we met at like a random party. (laughs) Yeah, I have my entire career because of Twitter. And I I feel really terrible for so many um, young people who are going to lose that sense of community and like that network, especially if you don't have like generational wealth or, you know, like connections within the industry you're trying to work in. Twitter was kind of the way to make those connections with other people. And it, I don't think that, you know, the Twitter I was raised on exists anymore. Morgan, how can our listeners uh, keep an eye on your work and support you? Um, well, yeah, I'm on TechCrunch um, and I write for them. I also still tweet a lot. I skied a lot. And you can also find me on Instagram. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, so before before we get um, to out of context cancellations, um, Kate got me a code for Blue Sky. So I have been abducted into the... Um, abducted is such a strong word, but I, I just think of it as like, like being like lifted by like an alien transport thing, a spaceship and, and, and being transported to a better world. Um, that's, that's the visual in my head. Um, so I haven't actually had a lot of time to explore. Yeah. Um, but I'm very excited to. And, um, later today, 
Um, I am going to be tweeting my uh, first. I, I'm going to be skeeting, skeeting my yes. first skeet <laughs> as promised um, about popsicles being soup. Ooh. Um, and starting some spicy discourse, but it probably won't be that discourse, that much discourse, because uh, Kate is my only follower right now. Oh, no. um, I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't had time to explore. Um, but I'm, uh, oh, I love that uh, because it's new. I was able to kind of get whatever handle I wanted, so I got yes. gender nightmare, just gender incredible. Nightmare, nice. I yes. went with transcribable, reliable. Um, you know, have you ever seen the movie The Island? No. It's terrible. Don't watch it. Um, <laughs> it's one of the worst movies I think I've ever seen. Scarlett Johansson is in it, and um, Ewan McGregor is in it. And you would mm-hmm. think with those two, like it wouldn't be a half bad movie, but it's just awful. I'm going to spoil it right now. So uh, apologies. But there's all these people who have lived their entire lives underground in like a simulated environment, and then they Ooh. all get free and emerge into like this desert and they all see the sun for the first time. So there's like hundreds of people who emerge from like this cave and they're like all seeing the sun for the first time. That's what blue sky feels like to me. That is (laughs) dramatic. (laughs) That is deeply dramatic. Um, Will, I'll, I'll, I'll see how I feel about that. Um, can we I, get to out of context cancellations now? I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, the cancel daddy is ready. Um, I I need to cancel some things. Yeah, um, let's do it. <laughs> okay, we're gonna cancel um, medical professionals telling you to slow down your breathing when you're in an office for an asthma attack. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, uh, it seems like the medical professionals are getting panic and asthma attacks mixed up, which is. <laughs> Yikes. We're also related to breathing. We're going to cancel gas leaks. Whew, yeah, not a good time. Um, glad to hear that our listener is safe and everything is fine, but gas leaks are not a good time and hope everything gets uh, sorted out. Yikes. We're also canceling cis people explaining transphobia to trans people. It's so old and tired and boring. Please. Wait, what are we doing here, people? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we want to cancel people asking others why they're wearing a mask. Like, uh, I'm wearing a mask because I don't want to get sick. Yeah. And also people feeling aggrieved by other people's choice to wear a mask. Like, yeah, it's almost like they know that they're like doing something wrong by not wearing a mask when they do that. It's like it's more of a confession than an accusation, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's obnoxious. We're also going to cancel 80s musicians who spent their heyday putting on makeup being transphobic. I, I'm speechless about this one. It's just like, our, clearly you see all of this gender stuff is nonsense. Yeah. Clear, clearly you see you see all of this is silly and that we should be embodied and do whatever we want with, with our bodies. <laughs> like... Ah, uh, okay. Sorry, just just annoyed. Um, cancel everyone who has opinions about one of our listeners' wedding who is not that listener's partner or our listener. Yeah, that's so annoying. But also, congratulations! Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Hope you have a good wedding where people stop giving you unsolicited opinions about things. <laughs> 
One of our listeners wants to cancel the war on drugs. Absolutely. Absolutely. This one is timely for me because I'm once again rewatching Breaking Bad for some reason. Um, Don't get me started on that show. (laughs) Okay, we won't. (laughs) Um, Also going to cancel concussions. One of our listeners is recovering. We hope that you have a speedy and full recovery. And sorry that you're dealing with a concussion. Those are not fun. If you'd like to submit your own out-of-context cancellation, you can do that on our Discord, and you can get access to our Discord by becoming a Patreon subscriber. There, you can get episodes early, and your support helps us become a weekly show. You can join and learn about other perks at www.patreon.com slash cancelmedaddy. And one note, if you join our Discord, our out-of-context cancellations are in the Cancel This channel. Today's show was made by me, Oliver Ash Klein, and my incredible co-host, Caitlin Burns. Dee Peterschmidt made our theme song and Eden M.W. designed our graphics. Our show is made possible by the incredible cancelers supporting our work, especially the members of our Canceler Hall of Fame, with the great power to cancel all of their enemies, Meg, Dahlia, and Catherine. We appreciate your support. Happy canceling! Happy canceling!